This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. The other day I received a text from Frank S. I don't know who he is, but he's a listener to our daily news brief and he asked me how I voted. Well, now to be fair to Frank, he wasn't asking me specifically for the candidates I voted for, but exactly how I selected him. He suggested people might like to know my method. So to Frank, I say thank you very much for the prod. All right, so here we go. And this may be a bit rambling, but hey, you get what you pay for. My mantra has always been to do your own research and vote for the best candidate for you. I have said that a number of times on the DNB, on ionanapolis.net, on our Facebook and Twitter feeds. So how do you do the research? Before we get into that, I got to give you some background. I grew up in a conservative family and they were pretty much all Republicans, except for my great Aunt Frances, I suspect. She was a little bit nutty. I registered Republican almost by default, but after my first few elections, and that's going back into the 80s, it dawned on me that pulling that R lever really made no sense because there are good people with different letters in their names. Ideologically, I am firmly in the center, but I lean to the right fiscally and a bit to the left socially. I think a lot of the COVID dollars were ridiculous when I hear that people bought private planes with the money and used the loans to fund long overdue renovations. That's the conservative side of me. Liberal side? Let's say the border. We need to welcome immigrants. It's what this nation was built on, what I'm related to, what you're related to. But we need to have a process to do it. We need to do it quickly. And we need a program to deal with the folks that are already here illegally quickly. I wish I had the answer to it, but way above my pay grade. But in today's world, there is no middle ground. Just look at most statewide and national races, and you'll see that there is generally a far left and a far right. So as Steeler's Wheel might say, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Now, how I research and investigate. I am fortunate in that I know many of the candidates personally, and on occasion, some I consider friends, but that's not going to guarantee a vote. I read their websites. Yes, they are crafting their message there and putting themselves in the best light. Anybody would, but they're not likely to outright lie on them. I look for the positions on issues that are important to me and see if their thoughts are somewhat similar to mine. I ignore any website created by or on behalf or in favor of an opponent. Here is where you're going to find the lies. The opponent has everything to gain by lying about another candidate and nothing to lose. Likewise, I ignore mailers. I'll tell you, if Photoshop charged politicians money for making candidates look ghoulish, they'd be able to give it to us all for free. One candidate will always be in full color, smiling and maybe kissing babies, and the other one looks emaciated, gray, and probably kicking a cat. I do attend debates and town halls, or I watch them online now. I watch how the candidates respond, and are they measured? Are they thoughtful? Are they respectful? Or are they antagonistic and evasive? I actually prefer the debates where the questions are taken from the audience and not cherry-picked by the sponsoring entity. We all have our biases. And if you attended the county executive debate a few weeks ago, you could see them pretty clearly. When you have an audience question, the candidates have no idea what's coming. Do you wear boxers or briefs? If we're dealing with an incumbent, I watch how that incumbent behaved while in office. Are they responsive? Are they transparent? Are they genuinely trying to do the best job? Have they kept any campaign promises? Have they explained why they haven't? I also trust my gut a lot. They say that you form an opinion on someone in about 30 seconds, and to a degree, this is true. If I find someone seems to be genuinely good, I will support them until and unless they give me a reason not to. 
In a candidate, I look for someone who honestly wants to help and is not a political climber. There's no room for dingleberries in politics. Sometimes you'll see the same name on the ballots time after time trying for some office, any office. Please, just elect me. No, sorry, you're never getting my vote. Nor will you get my vote if you switch parties without a plausible explanation. This one is a bit controversial, but I will always, always break up a team or a slate with my vote. We see it all the time, and I'm going to use an old example. The ABC team, vote for Astle Bush and Claggett. Sorry, one of them needs to go. I want diversity in my leaders and not a bunch of drones that think alike. I want to know that my elected officials are reasonable and willing to discuss and argue the issues for valid reasons, not just because somebody has an R or a D after their name. Judges are a particularly tricky situation. They're supposed to run without a party designation, and then they team up as a slate. What is the common denominator? We don't really know. Is it their party? That's the likely thing. Is it their biases? Are they all members of Annapolis Yacht Club? Who knows? How fair would a trial for a man charged with DUI be if all the judges say we're on the board of MAD? All right, maybe not a great example, but you do get the idea. And finally, my gut comes into play a lot of times. I talked about the first impressions, but thanks to my dad, I will also judge a candidate by their ability or inability to look me in the eye when they're talking to me and the firmness of their handshake. I do realize that there is no candidate that will align with me 100%, and there is no way in hell I will ever run for office, hence the group text shared among two close friends. We say it's insurance that none of us will ever run, or come out alive anyhow. I did vote early this year, and I did vote by mail. The first day I got the ballot, I returned it. I knew who I was voting for. And if you saw my ballot, you would see that I voted for Republicans and Democrats alike. And I broke up those slates and teams. After the last six or so years, I am looking for reasonable. And I don't think that's unreasonable. And that is a diss on the Republicans and Democrats. The center has left the room, and we are dealing with two extremes for the most part. As voters, it's our job to get out and vote and vote for reasonable Let's get together and see if we can't pull the sides in a bit closer, because if we do, I think we'll all be better off for it. So there you have it. Thanks for listening. And again, thank you very much, Frank, for the poke. I appreciate it. Now go out there and vote. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.